Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> wow, it has been an amazing couple of days. Two days ago, Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. For those of you who are going to hear this later, I launched my second book, The Recovering People Pleaser, A Spiritual Guide to Reclaim Your True Worth and Attract the Love You Deserve. And let me tell you something. Before I even woke up in the morning, my publisher had messaged me and she said that I was a bestseller already in two countries. And then as the day went on, it I turned into an international number one bestseller. I will tell you that this journey has been more than remarkable. I can't even share with you the feelings that were involved with this. And I'm not even going to try, but it's been so incredible and the conversation that I'm sharing with you guys today has been part of this journey. My friend Roman Wyden, who actually I have had on my podcast before and have posted a conversation with us here before, Roman is a remarkable man and he tells the story about how he procured my book and he thought he was just going to, you know, support another author friend and, you know, buy their book. But he said when he started reading it, that he absolutely could not put it down. He said by page one, he was sucked in, which was surprising to him. He reached out to me straight away yesterday, I think it was. He said, Kristen, Kristen, well, actually he calls me sister. He's like, sister. And he shared all of his feelings about the book. And he said, would you be willing to get on a talk together? And I said, sure. So we scheduled a talk for today on Wisdom, the social audio app. And that is what I'm sharing with you guys today. But what I would also like to express is that I want to point out that this is a man. This is a male person who has read this book. And I have had several male people reach out to me because people pleasing is not gender specific. It is a plague on this planet. It is something that millions of us deal with all the time. But to hear the perspective from Roman and the things that he spoke about, about what this book generally did to him or how he viewed the whole entire book was exactly what I had hoped that people would experience when reading my book. I decided to share this interview with you all in hopes that you'll get a glimpse into what this book is all about. And maybe if you're interested, you will pop over to Amazon. All you have to do is type in the recovering people pleaser into the search bar and you will find it. And you can buy it either in Kindle for $1.99 or you can buy it in softback cover for $17.99. And I truly hope if you guys enjoyed the read that you reach out to me and you let me know. And I would super love if you jumped on Amazon and left a five-star rating and review so this book could get more recognition and fall even more into the hands of people who will benefit from it. So thank you, everybody, for being here, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Wisdom verse today. We're going to have a very important conversation around the new book just released, The Recovering People Pleaser by Kristen Brown, my dear friend. And I'm going to bring her in in a minute here. Um, there is Kristen. Yay. Coming in, I'm going to fly this one in VIP today, landing in three seconds, two, one. Uh, hey, Roman. Wow, congratulations. Hey, Thank how are you? you? Thank you. I'm doing good. I feel more rested today. That was a little bit of a wild ride. 
and I feel very rested today. <laughs> well, good, good. Um, I just want to start off, start off by saying congratulations on launching your book that is now available since the 11th, I believe, correct? Yes. On Amazon? That's when we, yes, everywhere. It's actually sold on 40,000 book sites, but what we're looking for is people to purchase it on Amazon because that's where the rankings happen. Right. And you mentioned yeah. something about uh, Kindle being the way to go for for registering, right? As as sales. That was in the Stu that was in the special hour between ten and eleven Pacific time on Tuesday. I don't think it really matters oh, got it. now. Yeah. Okay. But it does rank in yeah. Well, it does rank in Kindle and in paperback. And at one point, it was fascinating. My publisher sent me a screenshot. I was in competition with my own book in one of the categories. The Kindle version was number one. Then there was another book. And then my paperback was in the number three. <laughs> so, nice. Right. Isn't that fun? This is crazy. It's super cool. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I just, yeah, congratulations. I just want everybody lis listening to know that uh, what I went through, I'm going to tell you my, my thought process, right? Because I've had lots of friends release books and, you know, I would go there and support them and I would sometimes get a copy, sometimes it downloaded and I would start reading and it'd be like, yeah, it's nice. It's my friend. It's cool. And yay. And so then same attitude. I went to download the Kindle version because I wanted it right away and um, I downloaded it and then I started reading it and then damn girl, you got me hooked. Page one. <laughs> I was not expecting it. Uh, I know you're a smart person. You are powerful, insightful. And I thought, okay, you're writing a book. I'm curious. Let's see. You know, we've had conversations together, but a book is a whole other uh, thing. And I will tell you, I, I have not put it down. Like any moment I've had, like, I think I'm a third, th third way through. What is that? Like mm -hmm. 80 pages or something. Mm -hmm. And any moment I get where I'm like, Ooh, I can read another few pages. Right. <laughs> and I, and I didn't even know I had the Kindle app on my phone already. So at first I was like, wait, I don't have a Kindle. Oh, I got the app. So that all worked out. So I thought we'd have a conversation around it because the reality is people listening might be like, uh, people pleaser, it's familiar. Am I one or I'm with one or I know one? And you are a recovering people pleaser. Yep. I now know that I am too, <laughs> thanks to Kristen <laughs> Brown. And... What I'm going to do is, I hope this works. I've never done this. So I'd like to have my my book open, and I can refer to my highlighted notes. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's just, awesome. Where does it talk about? I'm always, oh, okay, I'm on page 76. So now I know. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to go back uh, to the beginning and just, we, if that's okay, if we can go through a few of the things that. Yeah. In uh, fact, I'll go get mine too, so I can be on the same page with you. Yay. Okay. Up my well, I'm excited. So you can hear it. <laughs> no, all good. Um, so first of all, like I said, congratulations on launching the book. That's a huge undertaking to write a book while being in life and having a partner and having oh, kids yeah. and having things to deal with. Right. Yes. Lots of things. Lots of things. Do you want to anybody in particular, some people you want to say thank you to or acknowledge that got you through this? hot mess? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I, I got on the other day, Roman, because, and I, and I had no words. Like I literally, if you listen to that talk, I'm like, uh, but, uh, the, the whole talk, it's like, <laughs> because I was so overwhelmed 
with the amount of love and support that came at me from the launch of this book that I literally did not know what to do with it. I was just, I was in this place of awe and this place of ultimate humility. Like when you're just on your belly, not even on your knees, you're on your belly, just like dead, laying on the ground because of all the support. So I just, I really want to thank just everybody, my friends, my family, my publisher, everybody that had my back through this God, especially because I felt like I just went with the flow. That's what I did. And man, when you let go and you just speak from your heart, it, it matters. Nice. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell, like I was, I was pulled in because there's just reading it. There's just no fat, you know, like every sentence yeah. to me just lands and sort of cuts to the fabric of my soul. And I go, yes or no, that I can relate or not, or it resonates or not, but most yeah. of it resonated. That's yeah. why I was like, whoa. So I just want to start off by one. Um, this is on page I don't know if Kindle has different pages, but oh, it's, it might. Yeah, that's true. But we'll yeah. try. It says page 20. I highlighted my relationships mirrored how I treated myself. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that alone, I had to like take a moment and go shake it off and be like, holy, wait, 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 wait. What? What is she talking about? Right. So why don't we, um, I know there's so many ways we could enter this, but let's maybe start first. And we'll come back to the statement. But what what is a people pleaser? If somebody says, I've heard it, what, is, what, what do you mean? Like, I mean, it's in the words, but like, really, right. there's more to it, right? Sure. Well, the easy version is someone who is seeking in the outside world for love, approval, and acceptance to validate themselves, that they're okay and that they matter. And they mm. do this through several, many ways, you know, as we know, like you said, there's so many nuances to this, but it's mostly through doing things to try to get that love, approval, and acceptance. And that can manifest in a lot of different ways. People mm. pleasers tend to over-accommodate. They tend to say what they think people want to hear. They put on masks. Yeah. They tend to focus mostly on the needs of other people, the needs and wants, rather than the needs and wants of themselves. They sacrifice their sacred self, basically. Yeah. And I was just going to say, this is mind-blowing, because the book came at such the right time for me, because what I'm going through with my own addiction and recovery, and it's all leading back to, right, the, the, the internal hold that we're trying to fill with external sources. Exactly. And my way how I would please as often is not wanting to rock the boat. Yes. Right. Big one. Out of fear. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a huge one. I saw that. And today again, in therapy, my therapist pointed it out where I'm being kind of like vague or ambiguous and in, in, uh, in an area where I'm leading people on because I'm afraid if I tell them the truth that they, you know, and I was just like, holy shit, 53 yes. years, all these books and courses and therapy. And I still am fucking doing it. Yeah. You know, so yep. your book came at the right time because I was reading that. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's that, so, it's that fear. It's just all fear driven, right? It's all fear it driven. Is. And, 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 and people pleasing is this, it's a form of control. You know, we look at narcissism so much. Everyone's narcissist, narcissist, you know, controlling this and that, but we are controlling in a covert way. We're yeah. trying to control the way people are seeing us. 
or the environment, you know, lots of things or the environment, not letting getting someone mad at us, not getting, not having to deal with confrontation, not wanting to look at our own self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all totally points totally. of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so going back to the statement that, that I read, my relationships mirrored how I treated myself. It's it was kind of confronting because I looked at my last relationship. Um, I don't know if you and I had talked about this or haven't talked about it yet, but the, my last relationship is is over. Um, the one that just happened. It was, it was a nine month. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a nine. It was a nine month relationship, and I don't want to go into detail and you know protect sure. the confidentiality and all that stuff. But but really when I looked at that relationship and then I read your statement of like, wait, so that mirrored how I treated myself. I was like, I treat that. I treated myself like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is not, again, this is not, to blame, not to blame her. It's, it's yes. to, to not blame, but to take responsibility myself of how much I allowed to happen such that I would ignore my, my intuition, you know, not listen to my intuition yes. and ignore the red flags and not red flags. Like she's a horrible person, red flags. Like this isn't really going to be a match in the long term, you know? Yes. And so I was just like, Oh my God, that's how I treated myself. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> right. Well, and you, you know? did you read that? You read that part where I was like, I had to look at the fact that I was the common denominator in all my past yep. relationships. And I was like, how did they treat me? And I made a list of how they treated me. And then I put those towards myself. And I was like, I've done this to me. Mm. They were just showing me what I was doing to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's, it is. It's, um, you know, I just got to say this, though, Roman. You said something that actually teared up my eyes, made me so happy because you said i cut through the fat there's no fat in this book and that yeah. ev every sentence for the most part you know because everybody's a little bit different on their journey like you read in my preface i said it wouldn't be so bold to know where everybody's at you know and you, yeah. you take the best leave the rest but for the most part when you said that every sentence you know has an impact that's what i wanted i was like i don't want this to be a bunch of fluffy bs i want it to be just straight truth, easy read, 207 pages. Let's just cut to the chase here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's how it felt, right? Mm -hmm. That's because often certain, and, and certain things you have to re-explain and kind of give another yeah. example, which I thought was brilliant because sometimes it doesn't, you read something and you're like, oh, I think I get it. But when you hear it in another way or two other ways, mm -hmm. um, then you're like, oh, okay, now I really get it. So that's, that's to me, that's not fat. That's just, I, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. But so, so then what I. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're uh, cutting out, Roman. Oh, Are you there? Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. Oh, did it show that I was not there? No, you just, just got quiet for a second. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I hope it's not because I'm on uh, Kindle and while I'm on Wisdom, it shouldn't be a problem. Right? Are, are you on it on your phone? Yeah. Oh, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let me know. If it happens again, I can get off of it, but there's okay. enough for us to talk about. But, 
But I loved what you talked about a little bit later, at least Kindle page 21, is you had this hashtag time frame undetermined. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad you got that. Because I was like, oh, is anybody yeah. going to get that? <laughs> oh, I totally got that. You. Because, you know, what I'm what I'm going through right now is is with with this partner is this uh, no contact time. Mm. Like we, we agreed on 90 days, no contact. And I, I needed that just to do my healing, just to be, you know, but but it's getting extended to indefinite, which is kind of what you're talking about. Like, I, I just don't know how long it's going to take for me to be healthy, to be in a relationship. And I need to take hashtag time frame undetermined, you know, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Uh, so I love that when I read it, I was like, highlight. <clears throat> yeah, because that's what I that's what I, I did not know. I didn't know. And I think that's the beauty of entering into the healing journey, which you've been on anyway. But this is like a whole yeah. different nuance to what you're doing, right? You're like, wow, this is a whole different, yep. like light shining on a different area. And at that time, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I have no idea. I just know this isn't working and I can't do it anymore. And so I let it be. And it's amazing when you really focus in the right area, which I really hope this book, you're going to get from this as you continue to read, because mm -hmm. I talk about it all, like what you're doing, like you're going to figure it out. And when we focus in the right area, I believe the healing comes quickly. It's just that we don't really know where to work. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and when you talk about focus, that's what my next thing I highlighted was when you said, um, this was the moment I understood for the very first time that hidden unworthiness had been running the show for the majority of my life. And it's like, you know, hit, talking about where to put the focus, once once we know that it's it, it's unworthiness mm -hmm. and it's no longer hidden right then the next question is how do i make myself worthy yes right and perhaps yeah. you can go a little bit into that because i'm reading the book and but our listeners are not or most of them are not so how does one how do we make ourselves worthy once we know we're not oh, we've the, deemed ourselves mm. unworthy right right well first off we are all the walking wounded Every yeah. single person on this planet is the walking wounded. We can't not be. <clears throat> and we came across this shame and unworthiness inside organically. We didn't create it. It's not our fault. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is literally the way the brain is wired. We know only our divinity when we come here. And then when the brain starts to go through the brainwave stage, which you've probably read, you know, as we come up through the brainwave states, as we yep. grow... Yep. We, you know, we, we start to take in information from the outside world. And now at this point, we are, are the ego is being formed. So then the ego takes all this information in and it starts to, starts to tell us where we're flawed or something's wrong with us or stay away from that or beware of this because all its job is to protect us. So then we fracture away from that whole self that we are, that we came here, that we entered into the human body with. And we fractured away from that. So the healing journey, I'm going to cough, hold on. <clears throat> so the healing journey is returning back to that. That's what it's all about, is returning back to that, is to undoing the programming. Because it's all it is. I was talking to a client mm -hmm. the other day on, on the phone, and we were talking about something. And it was purposeful. This is going to sound left field, but I think you guys will get it. At one point, and it was in context with our conversation, I looked at her and I said, it's all been a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she sat back in her chair, she put her hand to her eyebrows, she goes, oh my God, it has been, hasn't it? 
<laughs> I'm like, the, we, don't, <clears throat> we don't know that this program, it's just we're autopilot. We're just functioning and acting from this hidden programming. It's like, it's like a computer program. It's just running the show. And then when we know, yeah. we're like, yeah. okay, so as you continue to read through the book, there's a chapter in there that's called The Miracle Cure. And I don't mm -hmm. want to give away it, but that, and there's other ones surrounding it. The whole thing is a Sorry build, about that. That's okay. Dropped something, yep. The first, um, are you still in part one? Because there'll be a page where it'll say part two. Are you in part two yet? Uh, I'm not sure. Page okay. 76, I think you would, it might. Yeah, you'll know because it'll be a big page that says part two. But yeah. part one is basically the what and why of people pleasing. And then part two is the whole rest of the book. I think it starts at like chapter three. It's not very far in. But mm. I put that foundation of the what and why first. Like why has this happened? And then part two of the book is the how to reset our foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. get to that, brother. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. And here's the thing. There's another quote I want to read that I have to read 14 times. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell so you why. Cute. It says, our level of self-worth is directly proportional to the quality of treatment we require from others. And I had been okay reading it once if it said the quality of treatment we get from others, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But our level of self-worth is directly proportional to the quality of treatment we require from others. Yeah. What, why is the word require there? The, the word require is because when I didn't know my worth, I, I, I knew things were wrong. I th knew this wasn't the, the correct treatment, but I did not know how to maintain an appropriate boundary. I knew how to set them, speak in them is one thing. Wait till <laughs> you get into the boundaries chapter because I go into oh, length about this. Great. But you can speak them, it's one thing, but to actually follow it up with action is where the rubber hits the road. So that's where you say, I require this, mm. right? Does that make sense? So when I know I'm worthy, then now it is required, even with my children, even if my husband, my friends, whoever, because now I know that I only deserve love, honor, and respect, and anything that's, else. Yeah. yeah. Does that make that's sense? That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw it different. Differently, which okay uh, tell me how you saw it it's really it's really interesting yeah like so i thought of it as like the level of self-worth is directly proportional to the quality of treatment we require from others so almost like when i go to a partner and i say well i need you to do this and i need like this sort of like needy require like well if you almost like a, a conditional like if you don't do this because i require it then I'm not going to love you, right? So I saw mm -hmm. it in that way, which also makes sense because then you would have low self-worth because if you need it from others, mm -hmm. you, you, you're, if you're needy, right, you're still filling that void and shows that. So, but anyway, but your way obviously makes much more sense and it's more empowering to go, hey, I can set my boundaries and I can require people to, or I require them to respect these boundaries, then your self-worth goes up, right? Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's twofold. So back in the day when I was not worthy, I didn't, you could also say, see, other people say, like, you could use the word demand there. I demand a certain level of treatment. Demands mm -hmm. just, or you could say I command, or, you know, there's so many words we could play with in this. 
But what it is is when yeah. I was back in the day, you know, I had uh, relationships that were physically abusive. I've been strangled. I've been punched in the face. I've had, you know, things happen to me. But my worthiness driving the train behind the scenes did not require that person to stop doing that because I stayed. Do you see what right. I'm saying? My right. worthiness now would require that not to happen. No, hell no. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, again, it's just such a big statement. You know, when I read it, I was like, oh, how do you measure self-worth? Well, you may, we may not be able to measure it like a quantity or like a, <laughs> right? But we can def, I can definitely relate to, um, for me, the no contact in my current uh, relationship that was, uh, that was an act of self-love because when it's an act of worthiness, I need that space oh, to yes. heal. And so I'm going to require that is that, exactly right. Right. Yep. And it wasn't exactly until, right, Roman. yeah, it wasn't until a friend of mine pointed that out and said, I know this is hard to do. And I know you feel like an asshole and I know it doesn't feel good, but that's like one of the, the best acts of self-love you can do, you know, is to, Amen. to require that space to heal. Yeah. Absolutely. That it is. That's what I'm talking about. That's like your, your rubber hit the road right there, Roman. You're like, uh-uh, I need this. And I'm going to put my need first. Not needy mm -hmm. need, not needy need. And you'll read about that later in the book too. What is really, you know, what is a need? You, that's mm -hmm. actually self-care, which is one of the five self-love tenets that you will read. But that's, a, that's a, my, in order for me to take care of me, to take care of Roman, this is what I require right now. And, exactly. I, and I'm going to stand in that because you are then filling your own worthiness cup. That's it. You're saying I matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Um, so the next one is that a statement I love is the problem is that we cannot be loved for who we truly are if we're presenting a false front. Oh, God, that's one of my favorites. Oh, that was a big one. And... <laughs> You know, there's so many dimensions to this because we're trying to do things in a way that others love us or give us validation or accept us. And by by uh, bending ourselves or what is what is the word by uh, morphing, uh, morphing into what we think that they want. Yeah. Exactly. Chameleoning ourselves into what they think, what we think they want from us so that we can get that validation or love or acceptance that's the false front and mm -hmm. the problem is we cannot be loved for who we truly are if we have that front up so in other words it's complete yes. nonsense to do it right dude okay there's god there's a lot here oh my brain is going 80 miles an hour let me try to let me try to back uh yeah. first thing is that i read a long time ago a statement that blew my mind it said if you are not presenting your whole authentic self you're never going to truly believe that the person loves you because way deep inside, yes, I remember they that, fell yeah. in love with something else. Okay. E friendships. I'm saying in love at all friends, whatever loved one or um, partners. So when we do show up as that full authentic self and this person decides, Hey, I really like them. I want to be with them. We can rest knowing that mm -hmm. it's us. It is the true us that they love. 
yeah, my God, I was a, yeah. I was, I was a chameleon for sure. I didn't use that word, but it was, you know, I, I, this is the one thing I always bring up is I remember my first husband, like wanting to go watch, is it UFC fighting? Is that boxing? I don't know the, the UFC. Numbers, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. MMA, mixed martial arts. Yeah. Okay, it was UFC. It was like Holyfield and that. He'd be like, let's go to so-and-so's house and watch boxing. Sure, because I'm easygoing girl. I'm not put up a fuss girl. I'm, you know, I, I'm easygoing girl was yeah. one of my masks. So I'd say, yeah, sure. I hated boxing. It's brutal to me. All the things that come with it. I'd sit there like an asshole watching boxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, it was just, I was cringing. I got into the, I liked Holyfield. And I got into the whole thing, but... It was not my highest joy to do. Kristen now would say, you go watch boxing. Go have a great time. I'm going to go do this yeah. instead, yeah. right? So that oh was my God. part yeah, of my... I can, yeah, I can relate. And I think it goes even further. Like, I think that when uh, a part of, let's say, your partner's world is really something you're not into, you don't agree with, it's not a value of yours... And it's a huge part of their lives. That could be an issue. Could that be? could just be a, a, a match issue because, and I've experienced that, yeah. where, you know, but I was just like, oh no, it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm just going to put on my, my, like you said, my nice guy. My I'm flexible. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm open. I'm open minded. I'm down. And meanwhile, thinking, no, I hate it. I fucking hate it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But why did I do it? So that I could get validation, I could get affection, I could get sex, I yes. could get love, I, whatever, right? Yes. So I can totally relate to it. Like it's like chame I'm the chameleon, chameleoner. And know? sometimes I will say, because the whole thing I'm down, I'll check it out. I'm open, right on. We can try anything once, right? We're cool. But if we decide we don't yeah. like it, yeah. we got to be honest with ourselves, because yes. that's what this yes. part of this whole journey is: is about honoring ourselves. And the remarkable part of this is that, yeah, it may not work with this one person, but there's someone who's going to be like, you check every box, but we yeah. got to be willing to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. You I mean, know? that's the, that's the, so, so, so that's another, uh, I don't want to get lost in a, in a different rabbit hole here, but I believe that uh, depression, right? Even clinically diagnosed depression is a direct result of um, suppression of, of feelings, emotions, of lying to ourselves, of hiding things, of not wanting to share, you know, shadow side items and so forth. And so when it's all depressed or suppressed or repressed yeah. inside of ourselves, we feel like shit. That's depression. And yeah. I know we don't want to get lost in this, but um, I just want to jump to one Really well, let cool. me let me say something oh, to ahead. that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, please. You're touching on another chapter in my book. <laughs> oh, yes, <can't> wait. <laughs> Roman. Oh my God, you're so incredible. Oh, great. <laughs> but I talk about the repression, suppression of emotions, and you'll get to that. Oh wait, and, no, I did get to that. Yeah, of course. That's probably why it made me think of that. Yeah, yeah, um, I did. Well, there's a whole chapter. Did you get to the whole chapter? I got to where it explains that uh, suppression is intentional or conscious or, yeah. um, right. I don't know if that's the chapter, but that's, I, I yeah. do remember and, reading and re that. Yeah. Repression is subconscious. That's just, there we go. you know, that's something that the brain does for us when we're in a situation that we can't handle. 
Yeah. And uh, but it'll come up later that will need to be handled eventually, but it will get us through. Yes. Right? The suppression is consciously avoiding an emotion. But daggone it, emotions are our signposts. They're yes. designed for a reason. They're there to show us what's, what's working and what's not working. So part of this whole journey of uh, recovering from people pleasing is becoming emotionally intelligent. And what does emotionally intelligent really mean? Yeah. It means recognizing our emotions and going, okay, I'm feeling this. What is this showing yeah. me? No matter what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... I don't want to get into too much of detail here, but I do feel that when we scratch that, it's a, it's a different rabbit hole. I'm, I'd rather jump ahead to the next quote I highlighted, if that's okay with you. Whatever you want. You're <laughs> um, in charge, bro. Idea, You're in charge. <laughs> Charles in charge. Um, interdependence, <laughs> a healthy balance. <laughs> this one, I was like, yeah, well, F you, Kristen. It's not that easy. I said it with love because I'm, I'm, and I'll explain what I'm struggling with, but it says that interdependence is a healthy balance between tending to the needs of others while tending to the needs of self. Right. And so that's, that's something that I'm struggling with because there's also this idea that I've lived a fairly self-centered life uh, for the most part. And. Oh, you're cutting out Roman. I'm, I'm coming to terms that I want to be more of service and, and do things for others. Oh, can you hear me still? Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, let's, yes. Hello, hello. You, you did, okay. can you hear me? You did so, cut out a little bit. Yeah, what were so you going to say? What I heard was, yes, please. Okay. I'll repeat. Yeah. So what I'm struggling with is this idea of, um, because I've been fairly self-centered uh, for a large part of my life, and I'm, I'm working on that. And part of coming off of the ego, the selfishness is to be of service to others. So when others need something not to go, well, I don't feel like it, or I don't have time. I'd rather do nothing right now mm-hmm. to, 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 to be there of service. Right. But then it's conflicting also at the same time with my newfound zest for learning how to set boundaries and how to define myself and my own space. Right. And so, so often I will be like, I'll be like, oh, this person asked me to be of service. Yeah, but wait, I was going to spend some time with just me, but I do have time to help them. You know, so I'm like back and forth, like it's hard. Oh my gosh, Roman, that's the quandary for a lot of people. It's like I'm finally taking care of me, but yet this is needed over here. So I'm not sure if you've gotten to that part yet, but I evaluate, that might be in the boundary chapter. I evaluate the importance of the thing. If one of my children calls me with a 911, that's going to trump my nap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a measurement. Is this trumping a nap or not? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing is I have to really weigh it out because I was so overgiving and so over accommodating that I was just, just, you know, shriveled up ball of me. So, I had to really get super conscious is what it's going to boil down to is pausing after the request of the person mm-hmm. and saying, hmm. And my, my go-to answer was, let me think about this or maybe. 
I had to think about it for a second. If, it's, if it was text, it was easier because I had that moment. If it's in person, usually it's with our close family or loved yeah. ones. I would say, hold on, let me get it, let me get some bearings here and see what I what yeah. I've got going on. I need to check in with Kristen. So if it was something that I knew that person was gonna be okay if they waited an hour or maybe tomorrow, or you know, it depends what the request was, is how urgent is it? Right. And because I needed to get, I was so over the other (laughs) direction of just, yes, 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 that it was hurting, it was hurting me. And so that's it. It's like, is this going to affect my well being? And I have a list of questions, a massive list of questions that we need to ask ourselves when a request is made from us. I actually break that down for everybody. I don't, I don't know where it is in there, but you, you, you might find it. But yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's about what slowing the whole gig down to say, okay, where is my yes good for me right now or not good for me? Yeah. And that's where I learned to balance. And let me tell you, being having children that I was like 125% over the top, whatever they needed, whenever they needed. And I'm talking about, you know, a lot of different ways, not like midnight, will you make me a sandwich? I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I wasn't mm-hmm. like the super enabler, but I had to retrain them how I was going to do things. And they, they fell in line. They were like, okay, they got it. But yeah. on the other side of it, that what was important for me was that if I told them 20 minutes, it was 20 minutes to the second. If I told them tomorrow, it was tomorrow. Yeah. And they yeah, learned yeah. to trust that even though I needed to take care of me, their needs were going to be met too. It just wasn't going to be as, you know, snappy fast as it used to be in the past. Yeah, that's great. I love it. A couple of things came up. I just want to say in the meantime here, if you're listening to this conversation, I urge you to go to Amazon and get Kristen's book right now. Not because she's my friend, not because, oh, she just launched a book. We should support her. Yes. And yes, and yes, and yes. But I've, I'm telling you, I've gotten so much value from reading this book. So I am, I'm promoting it because it is of value, not because I'm doing you a favor or I'm just helping a friend. So please go to Amazon. It's like what the Kindle now is what? One ninety nine. It's a dollar ninety nine. You can't even get a latte today for one ninety. Five fifty five is my latte every morning. I'm like five fifty five. That's insane. That's right? a great number though. So it is a great number. It's angel number, right? But yeah. So one one ninety nine on Kindle, you can download it. Literally, I was reading it like five minutes later, and I couldn't get off the couch. And I'm not a couch person, just to be clear. But anyway, so and Roman reached our- out to me and said that he reached out to me and said that, okay. and he says he, he something like, "I'm not kidding," and I I responded with, "I know you're not a bullshitter. <laughs> I know you're not. You would I- not be reaching out to me if this, no, no. if this was I- not true." I was like, girl, Thank this, you. anyway, so, so I just wanted to say that, but, Thank you. but back to, back to, um, back to what we were just talking about. Let me see. I, I just want to make sure I have that in front of me. Yes. So the people pleasing and the sort of like stopping and waiting before you commit to service and yeah. honor your boundaries. It's, it's, it's similar for me. Like it's, it's now at a point where even just that stopping of like the other day, um, my boy's mother, uh, said, uh, can you please come over to my my mom's house? We want to hang this thing. And it was just like a thing where it was like, it's dark, it's late. That can be done in the morning because yes. there's plenty of time. And I was like, 
I can help you tomorrow morning, not tonight. And, you know, I was a little worried that she was going to be like yep. a jerk. Like what? It takes 15 minutes to get here, 15 minutes to put it up. And, but I was really proud that I, honored, yes. I was, I was already at home. I was comfortable. I was about to get in a, on a zoom meeting and then meditate. Um, and they got it done. I went and helped the next day. We got it. It all worked out. Right. But that was one of those moments where I realized, oh, I see. That's how I can set a boundary and not be scared that the person's going to be upset. They might be upset. That's yes. always a possible outcome. But that's not my issue because I am truly honoring my time, my energy, my commitment, my values, whatever it is. Right? Exactly. And that's what happens is in the beginning, there's a cringe factor, right? Mm -hmm. No cringe. You know, are they going to get mad at me? That's totally normal. And as with anything that's uncomfortable at first, you get comfortable with that. It starts to get easier. So when I would do that, I felt this, I would feel those same things. Occasionally I still do, but the more I practice it, it's really, it's the world didn't implode. Nothing happened. And yeah. the people that are going to give you a lot of grief about that, let them give you grief. That's on them. You know, if yeah. they're going to be like, ah, oh, they're going to talk bad. I've, I've released that aspect of it too. And this is why I do call myself recovering because my, my publisher had said, maybe you want to be recovered. Like that should be the cover. And I was like, no, I'm like, this is, I still, yeah. I know I still feel these feelings. I still think these thoughts. I still really evaluate. Sometimes I have to slow, so, so slow down to really process consciously through each thing. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm like just throwing the boundaries out left and right. I have to consciously go because I am such a, the first page, lover, giver, nurturer, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first page. And that's what I am so naturally that, that I had to go, okay, that, that being too much of that was hurting me. So I have to slow down. I can still be the lover, nurturer, giver, but it's got to be more on a time frame that benefits me too. And that's where interdependence yeah, yeah. comes in. Yeah. No, that's great. And it's interesting because the next quote that I wrote down kind of goes back to where we started of explaining what a people pleaser is. And I won't read the whole thing that I highlighted, but it, in the end, it, the sentence is brilliant. It says, you know, people pleasers are also quite adept at becoming who they think others want them to be. And we talked about this a little earlier, but, you know, the question then becomes in a way, if you're going to become what you think they want you to become, then the question really is like, what are you after from them? What are you trying to get from them? Exactly. Because by getting this payoff, the selling out is that, and I think you wrote this here, this people please as a person who has an emotional need to please others often at the expense of his or her own needs or desire. So the expense means we're paying something. So what are we paying? What, what are we paying to get a payoff? Exactly. We are stepping away from our sacred self to get this. And then I'm tapping the hand like a crack addict, right? The arm to yep. get the instant gratification, but the instant gratification doesn't stick. It does not fill our worthiness cup. It goes in the top and right out the bottom. Right. So right. We're, we're doing ourselves, we're doing no one any good. We're doing no one any good by acting like that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, that, that sort of breaks it down very simply. And I wonder, there's no 12-step programs, right, for people pleasers. I mean, I know there's... <laughs> 
Because because there should be a there should be a program that'd be called the PPA, right? The Papa, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> the People Pleasers Anonymous. Because it's it's a fucking it's an epidemic. It's a it's it a, is an epidemic. It's huge. I mean, there's so many people pleasers that that go. Well, I'm just a nice person, or well, I'm just you know I'm part of a church and we give all day long. It's like yeah, that's great, and we need service and we need giving, but. It's at the expense of what? And exactly. it's actually, I don't know if we talked about this, but um, so, so I was reading Gabor Mate's book uh, um, before yours, not, not the other day, but like last few months, yeah. uh, The Myth of Normal. And he talks about uh, some scientific studies that they've done where uh, people pleasers, actually people who uh, give more and don't set their own boundaries at the expense of their own needs and desires, actually are more prone to to diseases and sickness than wow. those who have healthy boundaries. Yeah, it's a true, there's a whole chapter on this. He talks about it. It's amazing. That actually makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. because we are not honoring, celebrating self, which is a MF high vibration. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, real, it is when we're like, I matter. We are vibrating so beautifully. It's yeah. I matter, you guys. It's not I'm better than you. It's not I deserve yeah. more than you. It's just that I, right. I matter. We're just getting up on the scale, right? I actually right. matter is a, is a beautiful feeling. You know what's funny is like, because uh, I have a similar thing. Mine is I'm not good enough, but a lot of people have I don't matter. And I always say like, well, we cannot not matter because we're made of matter. So you matter. There's no... Yes. You you already mattered. You're here. Yeah, let's you, go back you, into the yeah. Let's go right? back into the not good enough because that's the huge thing. I'm too yeah. much or I'm not enough. <clears throat> right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's all that enoughness. I'm too much or I'm not enough. And what I've noticed in my past, and this might work for some people, but to me, just doing the simple affirmation of I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough, that that kind of puts frosting on it for a while and I yeah, can get through with I that. <clears throat> but my, my, my programming is still there. So we can, that I'm enough could get me through something short term, but it doesn't stick long term. So this is why it's yeah. important to do the real true internal healing work from the core so that the foundation is I am enough just naturally. Yeah. Right. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely, your being enough, your way of being is enough. Instead of yeah. I am enough, I think. Yes, you know? it's it's interesting. Um, just to go back, I forgot to mention that, but one of the reasons why I mentioned Gabor Mate and that uh, people pleasers or overgivers are more prone to sickness and and disorders and diseases is, and he points out that it's because a lot of them, most of them give so much because they think they need to and it's more noble to give right like it's almost like uh they would say mother Teresa is more noble and a better human being than uh elon musk right for example uh Mm -hmm. just because mother Teresa gave everything she was a martyr right but he points out that a lot of most people not all of them but most people that become these martyrs they also have a strong they have strong resentments that they tap down towards the people that don't appreciate what they do or they don't get anything back from them. And exactly. I've seen this with people who are so nice. And then when you don't respond the way they 
you, that they yes. want you to respond, they're kind of they're kind of like standoffish. They're like, huh, well, I gave everything and you're not even, you know. And so that resentment then gets tapped down because they're nice people. They can't now act angry because they thought they, they know that you think of them as noble and nice. So they can't show their anger. So they suppress it. And that's what causes the the sickness and the disorders. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You and I both know that emotions that are suppressed in, within the body are going to do some sort of harm. It, it, this is known. You know, this is known yeah. from all the people now, right? This is absolutely known. Yep. But I want to say this to that. Well, you talk you talk about that in your book, right? You you wrote about how these emotions, like you can't suppress them forever. They're going to keep coming back. I mean, yes, I and, and they will hurt us physically. About, like, if exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I got to say about that. Anything rooted in love, which is the highest force in the entire universe, it does not get any greater than that, love, okay? Anything rooted in love is always for the highest concerned of everybody involved. Mm -hmm. So even if it's love of self, think about it just in small respect that I am super tired, not right now, super tired, I got to dip out on the family and take a 30 minute nap. Okay, that's that's I'm loving me. I'm taking care of Kristen. You know how much better I'm going to be afterwards. And you know what, maybe they got a minute now to go collect themselves, maybe it inspired them to take a nap. Maybe they're now um, they feel good, because they're like, Yes, mommy, go rest. You see what I'm saying? Like there's, I can't explain the exact ripple effect because there's nuance to everything, but there is a ripple effect or even self-love as far as a boundary goes. You know, we're going to get a lot of pushback from boundaries, at least initially. But when that boundary goes, what happens is we're loving both parties because when we're loving ourselves, it's going to shine a light on where somebody else is not coming from their higher place. So in the big picture, they're going to see a version of themselves that they can actually help heal themselves. They can now heal themselves in this area. So it's very, it it can be confusing to people, you're getting it. But here's another thing, you guys, anything we give to self, we actually are giving to everybody else because we're all connected, we're all one. Yeah. So it'll and, you know, shift the it, energy in a collective. Yeah, and, and the simplest example I can think of, at least for the first part that you were sharing about, is the, the oxygen mask example, right? If you get your nap yeah. in, then you can help someone else from a calm state of mind and you're not irritated and stressed and hangry or whatever. Um, can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Um, just, I like. just paused for a second. Okay, good. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, so so I totally agree with, and that's super important. That did I just hello? No, I'm here. I'm just muting because oh. it's getting noisy where I'm at. I'm still listening. Oh, okay, got it. Because I wasn't on the app, so I couldn't see it. Okay, great. Um, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't lose you there. <laughs> I'm like, no, I swiped to the wrong yeah, side. Where'd you go? Anyway. Um, so I'm just going to go back to um, the book here for a second. I mean, there's so much to talk about. That's why I said people listening, go to Amazon and, and, and just kindle it up with Kristen's book, <laughs> Recovering People Pleaser. I promise you, you will 
get so much value because if you're still listening and you're like, wow, there's some truth to what they're talking about, then you might be a people pleaser or you might know somebody close to you that is. And anyway, so go get the Kindle, one ninety nine. It's not even, you can't even get a cup of coffee nowadays for that. So there's a sentence that says, what is for sure is that we are all the walking wounded. And you mentioned this before, and I love this because it really puts it in perspective. There's no one out there that doesn't have any childhood wounds. Now, there's some that have done more healing than others, um, mm -hmm. but no one is ever done, right? You're done in, when you're done, when, when life is over, when the infinite universe says, you soul number 1753, you're baked, <laughs> you're good, you now transcend, right? But um, until then, you're, you're never done. And to me, that creates a lot of empathy for people, right? If you see others in that light and go like, I don't know what they're dealing with. They, they cut me off in traffic, but for all I know, they may have just gotten a divorce letter served. You know, I don't know. Exactly. Like everybody's dealing with shit. I just thought your term walk the walking wounded should be, I think that should be a reality show, you know, with some therapists and <laughs> people, you know, that you pick up off the street and go, what's your wound? Let's talk about it. Anyway. Right. Well, we can, cute. we can, Thank you, Roman. We we are all the walking wounded. Okay, we none of us are getting out of here unscathed. And a lot of stuff that was program was programmed in our childhood, and it served some of the things served us like defense mechanisms and uh, coping strategies that served us. And mm -hmm. you and I have talked about that about other topics that served us in the moment to get us through, and that's okay. But Oftentimes what serves us in childhood no longer serves us in adulthood and it can actually work against our relationship. So let's say somebody had to really pull in their own, their inner world and not trust or be very careful about trusting others. Their chances are that happened based on something that happened in their past and they needed to learn that. But now the overguardedness is keeping people out. So that's not yeah. working. Right? So now we got to find that little happy center. So these type of things, we're always course correcting in life. We're always course correcting. I will tell you this, though. When I went through my College of Kristen, which I talk about in the book when people read it. I love <clears> that, by the way. Yeah. That was yep. <laughs> I needed to call it something after the fact because I didn't. I'm like, okay, this was like a time stamp portion of my life that was so valuable. I, I wanted to name it something. So I just randomly named it College of Kristen one day. And, but when I was going through That's that, great. when I was done with that Roman, I thought I was done. I had found peace. I got it. I figured it out. This is great. But as time went on, there was more layers. But so I don't, it was like this awakening to me one day when I was like, oh, I'm not done. There's just more layers. So mm. there's a fine tuning that happens. There's a, you know, you, you get the gist of it. So that you are that you meaning plural we are functioning better in life, but there's going to be a fine tuning of things. This is why I call it recovering people yeah. pleaser and not I'm done re people people pleaser. I'm done. <laughs> um, is because yeah. oh as yeah. the as the time went on, I was like could have done that a little differently or wow I dropped the ball on that one, or you know I wasn't calm when I set my boundary with that time, you know. It was just this refinement. So I, I believe that's what the spiritual path is all about, is returning back to that unconditional love that we came here with. And that takes a minute. And that's why I talk so much about grace yeah. on this path. So much grace. we got to give ourselves grace because guess what, guys? 
that self-love, which is the cure to shame and unworthiness. So when we start giving ourselves grace and we yeah. we start to flow flow better with all of this and realize it's not like any behavior we do is etched in stone and we suck from here on out. It's like, oh, I can correct that next time. I can I can how do what what yeah. do I say? One of my one of my prayers is if I mess up, I'll say, <clears throat> God help me slow down and catch this sooner next time. Sooner before I go mm-hmm. down that that thing again. And if we do do something like people pleasing or you know hurt our well being or say yes when we meant to say no. And you read all the things in the beginning. I think it was chapter one that I did to myself, right? All those things. If I found mm-hmm. myself doing one of those things again, I just say it's okay. You're, you just backslid, but you know better, and you're going to do better next time. It's grace, grace, gentle, gentle, yep. gentle the whole time. We've had enough of beating ourselves up. Yep. We've done it to ourselves for a fucking lifetime. Now it's time to be gentle, and yep. that's the balm. That's the salve. I love it. And, you know, there's another thing I highlighted was, and this is going back to, in a way, a definition um, but I want to slice it a little differently. So it says a people pleaser's greatest desire is to win the approval of others. And I think when we, when we actually look at it and go like, the only approval we need is our own and you never need someone else's approval because A, we've all tried it for years and it doesn't work. And also we cannot control others and how they see us and how long they approve of us and why they approve of us because they have their own shit show running, right? And so in a way, exactly. the only, it's very simple. The, the only approval we need is our own. So how do we get there? And you just described mm-hmm. it, obviously. Self-love, self-acceptance, not easy to do, but mm-hmm. um, that's the only work there is to be done. It's like, like, I was actually thinking that the other day after I was reading your book, I was inspired and I said to myself, you know what, all I need to let my kids know before I die is like, guys, do anything you can to love yourself, to, to, to approve of yourself, to respect yourself. Do just that work and get there as quick as you can and you will have a fucking amazing life. That's all there is to yes. say. It and really they is. And research from there. Like, I don't care. Yep. There's nothing it, else to it do. Is, There's no other work. Oh, my God. It is the work. And you and I have talked about this a lot. And this is the more, the, the faster we can teach our kids that, the better off they're going to be, but it's going to come through our healing first. So the reason why you were able to say that and think that is because that is your own healing speaking. And we do become better parents when we do our own work. And my kids were the driving force behind this work. They were the reason. I I was talking to someone today and they said, the driving force for me was blah, blah, blah. And I said, it was my kids. That was the reason. Like I was like, I can't be this mess and, and think I'm going yes. to parent effectively. It's not going to happen. But one more thing I want to say oh on God. that is no. that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. the judgments that we so fear from the outside world are really the judgments we have about ourselves. When we heal those judgments about ourselves, we become, and I'll mm. say in air quotes, almost untouchable. Because if so, if I if someone yeah. says you've been divorced twice, you've or you you're married three times, you've been divorced twice, you have two or three kids by two different fathers, you suck. 
that would roll off of me like water off a duck's back because I don't judge myself about that. If I secretly judged mm -hmm. myself, conscious or unconscious, that would cut me like a knife to my heart. So it's the judgments we have about yes. self that are holding us back, not what's coming at us. I love it. I love it. And I just want to add to something you said that was, well, everything you say is brilliant, but the, the thing you said about uh, the, the kids, right? The parent. Um, I, I had a discussion with, with my therapist. It was actually today. And I came to a conclusion and he agreed. Well, I don't say he agrees, but what he said makes me believe that he would agree is that the only time that kids need therapy is when the parents refuse or are not doing their therapy work to really oh heal God. their shit. I kids don't need therapy. I concur. I concur. I concur. I'm sitting with three kids. It's hard for some people. We, some people will, you know, some people will say this, their head no, around this bullshit. That. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm. But think about it. It really is. Kids only struggle with the things that are hard mm. in the household that the parents can't control because they're they're on it, right? They're like fucking resentful. They're angry. They're they're not doing. And look, there's going to be periods. Yes, when you may want a therapist to talk to your kids about a divorce starting and all that stuff. I get it. But actual therapy, ongoing therapy, no, ch no child needs that un unless the parents are not doing the work. That's, that's just my belief. That's not the truth. I, I do believe that that might piss people off and I'm going to join you in that, in that sacred rebel, piss -off <laughs> <you camp>. know, <laughs> saying, saying the thing, uh, you know, but here's the thing you guys, when we do our own work, we become wise. We become wise because that's what that is. Yeah. And we start to see, we'll see signs, we'll see things. And we'll also know how to approach our kids. Okay, all three of my kids are very different. They all three required different parenting. And it was through my own healing that I could see that clearly and know what they needed and show up in a way that they could hear me. And our family, we just, I don't know if you know this, Roman, we just got a family tattoo. Did I tell you that? You did tell me you sent me an Instagram video. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got that. And that's that's because we do that now. It's the tattoo, everybody, is follow you, follow me. It's a Genesis song. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what we do now because we all talk so openly to each other. We're all so naked and vulnerable and honest about feelings. There's no secrets in this house that mm. we're all growing together. And so there's times my kids remind me of That's stuff. Awesome. Sydney will say, mom, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, thanks, Sid. Good reminder. Right? Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, to me, I say that's the future. That's your present. But, like, I feel that when we can stop avoiding responsibility for the things that happen in our lives, including, say, a divorce or including something earth shattering event in life when we can stop playing the victim and, and yes. look for pity and look for, you know, blame the other person when we can actually be fully responsible and say, okay, this is in my life in front of me just happened here. I must have something to do with it. What do I have to do with it? And how can I work on that? How can I change myself? Right? Because 
you know, be the change you want to see out in the world. Out in the world includes your husband, your partner, your kids, whatever. I'm, and I'm so timing out, once Roman. Once we do that. I'm timing out. Oh, come back. Come back. Yeah. Yes, yes. Of course. Uh, Kristen is coming back. That gives me three seconds to say, go to Amazon right now. Kindle download the Recovering People Blazer for $1.99 and you're going to love it. That's my tag. And you can get the, um, (laughs) thank you for that. And you can get the, the paperback if you prefer that. I'm a paper person. I like to smell books and highlight books and do all the things. So highlight. Yeah. yeah, So you can get the Kindle or you can get the, the paper, the paper version. I appreciate that. By the way, Sydney just messaged me. Yeah, you can get the kid. Sydney just messaged me and she said, I was just on listening to you and Roman talk. It's so sweet that he wanted to get on and talk about your book. So just letting you know you're getting kudos from my big girl. Oh, my eldest. Cool, cool. Yeah, tell her I said hello. I will, I will. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. I, uh, you and I can do a, a daily marathon, but let's, uh, <laughs> let me go back to real quick. So another thing I want to talk about is this, it's fascinating because again, it's so timely. It talks about being attracted, like attracting the quote unquote wrong people or the energy vampire or the, 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 the sort of uh, people that take energy away from us. Or like you say, we, we, we permit them to take the energy away. And then here's my quote that I highlight, the quote that I highlight is, it's more likely we're lowering our vibration to match theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. That's brilliant because I can totally relate to you know when I say sell out on my intuition or disregard red flags. Uh, again, not blaming the other person. It's just why did I lower my my vibrations to theirs? Because again, going back to the definition of the people pleaser, I wanted to win the approval of the other person. Yes, it's that simple. It is, and. And it's, again, going back to what I said earlier, going, oh, well, that's how I've been treating myself because that's what I've attracted. So I treat myself like shit in order to win others' approval because I think that that approval is going to fill my void and it doesn't, but we keep doing it. That's the freaking insanity. Roman, I just got to say that you are literally what I had hoped people would get from this book you're Mm. yet the way you're processing this and and going within and saying wow okay this 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 everything you've said so far i as an author as someone who put my heart into this book you're you are giving me the cherry on top you know you're giving me like i don't know the the (laughs) award that the blue ribbon i i don't even know what to call it but the the very thing that i could hear is what i'm hearing in this conversation so thank you that's the, yes, that's the oh, one you're, thing. You're very welcome. And it's, it comes from my heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's such great information that for me is, is at the perfect level of, we'll call it intelligence that I can process it, right? Yeah. Sometimes I read a book and I'm like, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, I know. Because they're not putting it into uh, processable wording or explanations. And you... And for example, the next quote you wrote, the person will either grow or they'll go, right? Mm-hmm. For me, that that's a whole, that's a whole like philosophy, a whole world in itself in, in, their, in that statement, <laughs> right? Like, that's like detachment. That's like, oh, uh, if you're not growing, then, then you're going. 
<laughs> you know that you I know it's I got to talk to that, but I'm just going to read yeah. the back of back of the book. It says Kristen has a prolific ability to transform cl complex material into a teaching style that is easy to understand, absorb, and apply. And that's why I put that there because so many people had said that to me. I'm going to tell you why from this mm. wisdom app. The my wisdom family was like, "How do you word these things so it's so easy to understand?" I will tell people a little backstory of that. When I first started to be a quote public figure, whatever the heck I was doing, I calling myself, you know, started a blog and the things. And on my Facebook page, I used to quote other spiritual teachers like Debbie Ford or whoever. I put a quote up and then I would put a little, it's not a hyphen, but it's a little swirly hyphen. And then I would say what the quote meant. Mm. And this is way in the beginning. This is what I would post. This is 10 years ago. And people would say, oh, my God, thank you so much for doing that. And I was like, oh, so I think the reason why I got good at that was because I needed to understand it in my words. You know what I'm saying? So by practicing understanding it, I think helped me to word it in a way that people understood. And I was at some point I was like, oh, gosh, is this is this not complex enough? Is this not, you know, well, I don't even know what the word to scholarly, I don't know, whatever word to use. Yeah. I was like, nope, this is my voice. I'm going to keep it right here. <laughs> but per, to your point now about. Oh, no, I think. Go ahead. Hmm? To your point about people. I was just going to say, yeah. I think you. Oh, we have a delay. I Sorry, think we you do. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you, go ahead. you go ahead. Okay. What I was going to say was, uh, no, I'm going to change the subject. So you can comment on that first. Hmm. Okay, so um, let's see. I may have lost my train of thought, but I was about. Um, I did lose my train of thought, and I can be honest about that. Yeah, about writing simplistically or easy to understand. We were talking about that. Oh yes, thank you. It was uh, what I wanted to say is like it, it, your way of your style of writing and, and, and illustrating these these I think high level concepts is very. Uh, easy to digest and at the same time i think it's still very scholarly and very uh, uh to a degree intellectual and uh uh you know uh, what's the word i'm looking for it's educated like it's yeah. very well written and at the same time it's not too highbrow and too therapy you know where you're just like wait what i gotta reread it 15 times except that one thing i have to reread 15 times because it's so deep yeah you know? i know what you mean because i've read books before that the way they're wording things i'm having a hard time reading the way they speak you know what i'm saying so i understand that completely mm -hmm. and you that is the best compliment i could have ever possibly had because i want this i wanted this book to be digestible i wanted it to be like mm -hmm. read a sentence and you know, you might have to read one a couple times to really sink into it, but it's not because it's hard to absorb. That's that was my that's what I yeah. had hoped. Exactly. Now, and so here's the thing. Um, sorry, you were saying something. Oh, I was going to go to the point about they'll grow or they go. But if you want to stay on this portion, that's fine. Nope. That's exactly where I wanted to go. So go for it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's one of my favorite things, and it's a very, can be a very scary place for a people pleaser that when a recovering people pleaser, we're going we're gonna to state that, when we start really truly loving ourselves 
and starting to set and maintain healthy boundaries and, and unabashedly and unapologetically being all that we are. Now, when I say all that we are, I'm not talking about being an a-hole because people are like, well, I'm being authentic. No, being an a-hole is being an a-hole, okay? Authenticity doesn't mean you're an a-hole. It means you're just not, you're willing to speak your truth. You're willing to be honest. You're willing to uh, be forthright with your yeses and nos. You're not going to play small anymore, dim down, play your light, play dumb. I used to play dumb. You know, any of those things, when you're willing to do that, you're going to be shining at your most brilliant light. That light is going to call yeah. other people to the task because they're going to be like, first of all, they might be offended by you because now they're going to think a lot of times that light, and this is a metaphor, is going to, I think I used it in the book, it's, it's going to shine through the windows of an old dusty building and highlighting the cobwebs in the corner it, because your light is, people are going to start to see you differently. They're either going to love your light, initially be drawn to your light, but then over time, they're mm -hmm. going to be like, I'm not like you. I've got all this darkness, so now I'm going to dislike you or you know, start talking behind your back because now they're going to think you're making them feel bad, but really what it is is they're making them feel bad because they're looking within. I might be getting too deep. However, what's No, no, this, this is good. Yes. Um, yeah. So, wait, so when you shine your light, people are, you know, and you're like, these are my boundaries. This is how you have to treat me. Respect, love, and honor, you know, um, protect all the things. This is the, the treatment I'm required. Your people are either going to have to grow, okay, because th there's a reason why they're not treating you like that. That's because they're functioning from some level of wounding or programming or lower self or control or whatever it might be. It's something ego-related. But they're going to have yeah. to grow yeah. in order to meet you at this new, new level, right? And it's not like it's going to be some crazy thing. Sometimes it's just stop raising your voice to me. Well, if their habit has been to raise their voice when they're upset, it's going to take a minute. But they're willing to do it because they see the harm and they see that you're no longer accepting that. They're going to be willing to grow. Some people are not, and they're going to go. So this is what I mean by they're going to grow or they're, mm. they're going to grow or they're going to go. So if they grow, <laughs> if they grow you, well, if they grow you win. If they go, you win. Either way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that was going to be my next thing I highlighted was about the uh, the low vibration people find it difficult to be around high vibe people because your light shines on their unhealed places, right? And in the end, yes. they uh, you become annoying or unattractive to them as you rode and unattractive, not necessarily meaning physical. Yep. It's just there's no more magnetic attraction because they're now resenting you because, oh, well, who do you think you are? You think you're better yes. than us. Da, 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 da. No. You're just someone who's stepping up. You're leveling up to honor and love yourself and set boundaries. And you're not no longer afraid to rock the boat or fear that they're not going to validate you because their validation isn't going to fill the void anyway, right? Still there because their validation. I'm still here, yeah. What did you say? Yeah, what did you say after because their validation? Yeah, because their validation isn't going to fill my void anyway. Exactly. There's a full a lost cause, right? There's a full circle moment right there. <laughs> yeah. There is. Yeah. That yeah. that's exactly um, right. So it's well, it's fascinating to watch people go because I've had that I had that happening when I didn't know what was happening and it scared the crap out of me. 
because I was still wanting to be liked, needing to be liked. And I still like to be liked, you guys. It's not that that goes away. It just doesn't become my, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't become my, my oxygen. I like to be liked. That's great. Yeah, well, it's not. But it doesn't it's, it's more sustain like, me. Yeah. Right. It becomes more like eating a very tasty pastry than needing your, your shot of heroin. You yes. know, it's like you're just enjoying being liked. You're not dependent on it. You're not needy. You're not fucking addicted to validation, right? Exactly. And with the people had left my life, and we talked about this a lot. With your spiritual growth, people are going to leave your life. And... So initially, when you start to, mm -hmm. to really step into your full light, which is, which is of love, by the way, you guys, again, this is not an asshole. You're, you step into this brilliant part of you. People might go, ew, and then they leave. And initially, we might be tempted to dim down <clears throat> and to be like, what, to want to chase them or to want to go back to the way we were with them. But... If you've done the true healing, you're going to look that direction. You're going to say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't go back to the way I was because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You're not going to want to. Well, that's, that's going to bring me to, um, I have time for two more quotes. Okay. Um, and I know we're going to probably do another talk, a part two, uh, you know, later on, but there's that one quote and you talked about, I'm not going to scroll back because then I'm going to lose the other one, but it was about, you know, the definition of insanity, right? I think it was Einstein who said that you, you try the same action expecting a different result. Yes. Um, and that brings me, that brings me to what I was highlighting, uh, where you said, it's not your fault. You weren't taught emotional intelligence, but it is your responsibility to learn it now, yeah. you know? And I think that's exactly where the, rubber meets the road that's where yeah. you know that's where you could be a victim or you can be responsible and say i can do something here because i look at my life and i see the patterns the same shit happens that i don't want what else have i not tried what am i not seeing here right and i think that's first step is you get Kristen's book <laughs> and you realize oh i <laughs> i might be a people pleaser huh tell me more right but yes. really that's like because I thought, well, you know, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser, but yeah, I don't know if I didn't read the whole book. And sure, I mean, I'll do it, you know, because it's your book. But then when I started reading it, I was like, oh, shit, I had been asking for signs, right, in life for things to show me uh, new ways to, to spot the patterns of my ego so I could start healing that shit. And the more open we are, the more we try something new or try on a new lens like your book is for me then I can actually be responsible and make changes and, and affect my reality. And it, it is happening, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Two things. One, none of our parents were perfect. If you had perfect parents, awesome for you. I, I don't know anybody that has. Okay? So especially <laughs> yep. if you're our age, because hopefully that's going to change for the future generations because there is so much more in the world about this work where there wasn't for our poor parents, the boomers. They didn't know what the hell, yeah. right? They, you know, there's only one acceptable emotion in our house or two, maybe happiness and anger. That was it. There was right. no other, you know, there was no other stuff going on there. And I was raised in, yeah. a, in a very pretty stable household. You know, it just, it's just the way it, and I was loved. Well, you know? it's funny that you, it's funny that you said that, right? Because recently uh, a therapist told me that whenever someone tells 
uh, her that, oh, my life was perfect or my parents are perfect. She always goes, oh, interesting. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, because it, it's a cover up. It's, it's it, you know, that's not the goal. The goal of life isn't to have perfect parents or to be perfect parents or to to no longer ever traumatize anyone or all that. That's just part of how we grow. And that, that's just, that's our, you know, setup. That's our lesson plan here on earth is that, yeah, you can't, you basically, you can't trauma proof anyone. You can't. And it doesn't always come from parents. And I made that very clear in the book because everyone, so many times I'll hear influencers say, well, you right. know, the parents, the parents, the parents, it's not fucking parents all the time. <clears throat> it's the neighborhood kids making fun of your flat chest. It's somebody, my, I, right. learned, I learned about my religion through the neighborhood kids because we were raised Catholic, but both of my parents talking about Catholicism, the neighborhood kids going, you're going to hell. You know, it was, it was society telling me that I had to have this shape. It was, it was so many things that programmed. It wasn't just the, the things that I picked up in the family home. It was other things. So, you know, the whole point is we're all victimized, y'all. We're all victimized. We're all the walking wounded. We all got the boo-boos. And we are. But now yeah. we're aware of the boo-boos. Yeah. Then it's our job as grown adults to tend to those boo-boos. And the best part yeah. I can say about this whole healing is a lot of times people think when I heal my people-pleasing I'm, or if I love myself, I'm going to become selfish. And I will tell you this and I will stand on the mountain and, and shout it out with a megaphone. I will say this, no, you don't automatically become selfish. What happens is you become a clearer, cleaner version of your authentic self, which is going to be more serving to, to the world. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> That's absolutely. What happens. I, I love it. Yep. Well, Kristen, this has been amazing. Um, yes, I it do has. have to uh, start wrapping it up, but I appreciate I you coming on and talking about your new book, The Recovering People Pleaser, A Spiritual Guide to Reclaim Your True Worth and Attract <laughs> the Love You Deserve. Yes. <laughs> now, maybe it's a romantic, maybe not, but really it's the love, the self-love, the love you deserve, right? So I just want to say again, uh, if you're listening, go get Kristen's book as a Kindle or paperback on Amazon today. Support our fellow Wistomer. I promise you, I promise you, this book is fire, or as my 14-year-old would say, it's lit, or it slaps, or whatever <laughs> slaps, they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say That's one... That's the latest that they use. I'll say one yeah, last thing regarding, regarding the title, because I love that you said that, and attract the love you deserve. So what does that mean? That means when we love ourselves, our energetic vibration raises, and we will automatically attract people to us that reflect that back to us. That's the full thing, but everyone's like, write a short one. So what... With that being said, going circling, I love it. circling all the way back to the beginning about, I did an Instagram live, yeah. I know you're not on it, but you can watch it on my YouTube channel if you're interested. I sobbed through it, it'll probably make you cry. But I was the oh, love wow. that I got yesterday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, from this book and the, the messages, the everything that came at me that day, of what I said was, it's just a reflection now of how I'm treating me. I'm seeing it now, and it was yeah. like a lot of this I didn't, I never had this type of support in my life until I started loving me, which is the greatest irony of all, right? It's the self-love that matters, you guys. I promise it is. Wow. Roman, you yeah, are and I know, such a gem. I know, Kristen, I, know, 
I know that you're being picked up by Air Force One. I can hear it. And you deserve <laughs> to fly to Washington to be with the president <laughs> and to present your book. <clears throat> you should. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank because you. politics is all about people pleasing. Oops, I said it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but thank you for <laughs> thank you for writing your book, and uh, thank you for the inspiration that you are. And I'm just excited to tell the world about it. And I'm going to keep. Uh oh, he must have gotten a phone call. You're on mute. He's going to keep reading it. Is what he was going to say, and then. Oh my! You... My son. Yeah, my son was trying to call me. I'm going to go in a minute. But anyway, yeah, just wanted I to too. say thank you. And to those listeners that stuck stuck with us through this uh, long and nuanced conversation, thank you for your attention. Um, and we, we will have a part two at some point. Yes, sure. that would be amazing, Roman. I just want to just really give you a shout out for, for the messages yesterday. You were part of that love bomb that I got. And you know I absolutely love and adore you, and I'm so grateful I met you. And the fact that you are getting from this book what I had hoped. You said all the things, all the things that I put into the universe. You said them all, and I was like, okay, I can, I can exhale. It's like it, it hit. It hit, and that's what I had hoped for. So thank you so much, brother. And awesome. as always, you are a rock star, self-awareness guy, and I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Roman. And thank you, everybody, for oh, listening. Same here. Thanks, sister. Okay. Yay. Talk to you guys Bye, soon. Everybody. Bye, well. everybody. Okay. Bye.